Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Happy New Year, everyone. First WaveScan program for 2020. This program was researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 567 for release on Sunday, January 5th. 2020. On WaveScan today, the voice of America, Delano, California, gone but not forgotten, part three. Our ancient DX report for 1920, and our Japan DX report from Yukiko Tsuji. The powerful shortwave Voice of America relay station located near Delano in California ended its final broadcast at 8.30 p.m. on Saturday, October 27, 2007, and it has lain silent ever since. VOA Delano was paired with an identical station that was located near Dixon, also in California. We have more on the story now from Ray Robinson. Thanks, Jeff. Both stations were hurriedly constructed and rushed into service in 1944. Both gave widespread coverage into the Pacific arena, both were operated by major commercial radio organizations, and both have been closed in recent times. These two major VOA shortwave relay stations in California were located some 250 miles apart. The main purpose for the Delano shortwave station was as a program feed for VOA programming to VOA relay stations in the Asian arena and there were occasions when Delano filled in for times of outage at the newer VOA station in Greenville, North Carolina. In the mid-1990s, VOA Delano procured some of the usable equipment from the VOA stations at both Dixon and Bethany at the time of their closure. At the time of its closure, VOA Delano was on the air with 23 antenna systems and 9 shortwave transmitters, two at 50 kilowatts and seven at 250 kilowatts in two transmitter buildings. Subsequent to its closure, several different organizations have shown an interest in obtaining the station property, though nothing has yet eventuated. Among the proposals considered have been the following. Use as a production and relay station for other radio broadcasting organizations. Use as a training facility for the United States Marine Corps. Establishment of a radio museum on the property, re-establishment as a regional airport facility, and redesign as a retirement centre. However, in spite of all of these projected possibilities, the latest available information would suggest that VOA Delano will simply revert to its original usage as a farm property. It should also be mentioned that the area is a wildlife habitat for three endangered species – the Tipton kangaroo rat, the blunt-nosed leopard lizard, and the San Joaquin kit fox. Six years ago, in 2014, the Antique Wireless Association, in conjunction with the Collins Collectors Association, formed what they called the Collins Radio Heritage Group, and they removed one of the half-century-old Collins transmitters and reinstalled it at the AWA Museum in the small town of Bloomfield in New York State. 
The massive 25-foot-long, 20-ton, 250-kilowatt Collins shortwave transmitter, model number 821A-1, was conveyed by truck and train to its 2,700-mile distant new location in 128 crated boxes, large and small. The four brown bovary transmitters at 250 kilowatts each had already been removed and shipped overseas, leaving just the two remaining Collins transmitters in situ. Whoever buys the land gets these transmitters as scrap metal. We should also mention that originally the program feed for VOA Delano came from the VOA studios in New York City and subsequently in Washington DC by the AT&T Longlines telephone wires. However, after the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962, VOA decided it would be wise to implement an additional backup system of program feeds from the New York studios to the Delano shortwave transmitters. Hence, a shortwave receiver station was installed for VOA Delano near Pixley, a dozen air miles further north from the transmitter site. A tract of land, 82 acres in extent, almost barren and featureless, was procured on Flannery Road, just five miles west of Pixley. Four rhombic antennas were installed, together with a single-hop microwave relay system. For many years, this backup program feed from the east coast to the west coast was maintained and regularly tested, but it was never taken into regular service. In due course, satellite delivery replaced the need for the shortwave receiver station at Pixley. In this mini-series of three topics on the history of the CBS VOA shortwave relay station near Delano in California, we have presented the half-century story of an important large shortwave relay station. Yes, this station is gone, but no, it is not forgotten. In the QSL collection of a multitude of international radio monitors around the world are QSL cards verifying the reception of VOA Delano. In addition, one of their huge Collins transmitters is on display in that small museum in a small town near the continental east coast. We might also add that the story of the VOA relay station near Dixon in California is a similar story to that of the Delano station, and maybe one of these days we can present that information here in Wavescan. In the meantime, though, there are still several additional interesting stories yet to be told about medium-wave KNX and short-wave CBS VOA Delano. So keep listening to Wavescan for all these coming topics. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you, Ray. As this is our first program for 2020, I want to thank all of our DX reporters that contribute regularly to Wavescan, such as Yukiko Tsuji, Henry Umatai, Bob Padula, Prithwaj Pukayasta, Harold Sellers, Jose Jacob, and everyone who contributes to us regularly here at Wavescan. And right now, we want to go to Yukiko Tsuji in Japan for her first report for the new year. Happy New Year! Hello, and welcome to the DX Report of the Month from Japan Shortwave Club, aided by Toshio Take, and I'm Yukiko Tsuji. We have several DX reports from our club members this week. Radio Vanuatu was heard on 5040 kHz on December 15th from 0950 to 1100 UTC. SIO rating was 352. Talk program by a male announcer in English was aired until 1000. Then ID was given by a female announcer. Talk program in Bislama followed after that. 
Radio Thailand World Service was heard on 13750 kilohertz on December 3rd from 0200 to 0232 UTC in English. SIO rating was 454. National news was broadcast at 0200 followed by global news at 0214. Business news started at 0224 but the interval signal was played in the middle of the talk at 0228. Thai program was aired at 0230. Sri Lanka Broadcasting Corporation was received on 11750 kilohertz on December 7th from the sign-on at 1630 to 1700 UTC in Singhala. SIO rating was 252. The station signed on with music and announcement, followed by local pop music and a talk program. ID was given at 1641. Asian Broadcasting Institute ABI via Tashkent, Uzbekistan, was heard on 7525 kHz on December 6 from the sign-on at 1330 to the sign-off at 1359 UTC. SIO rating was 454. It was a special program for their 40th anniversary in Japanese and Chinese. Topics covered were broadcasting in neighboring countries in Japanese And looking back on the Taiwan Strait Radio War in Chinese. Opening and closing ID were given in Japanese, Korean, Chinese, and English. Radio Azadi via Davaya, UAE, was heard on 13860 kHz on December 7th from 0350 to the sign off at 0430 UTC in Pashuto. SIO rating was 353. Talk program was aired. Adventist World Radio via Moosebrunn, Austria, was received on 11880 kHz on December 1st from the sign-on at 0700 to 0715 UTC in French. SIO rating was 353. ID was given in English at 0700 followed by talk program in French. Transworld Radio Africa, Eswatini, was heard on 4760 kHz on December 3rd from 1635 to the sign-off at 1645 UTC in Portuguese. SIO rating was 252. Talk program with him was on the air. The station signed off with interval signal. BBC via Ascension was heard on 9915 kHz on December 2nd from the sign-on at 0700 to 0730 UTC in English. SIO rating was 353. World News was broadcast, followed by Newsroom at 0706. WRMI, Okeechobee, Florida, USA, was heard on 7570 kHz on December 1st, from 1135 to 1205 UTC in English. SIO rating was 342. Talk and music programs were broadcast in English. Radio Nacional da Amazonia, Brasilia, Brazil, was received on 11780 kHz on December 5th from 2150 to 2210 UTC in Portuguese. SIO rating was 252. Sports news was aired until 2200 Then, A Voz do Brasil started. 
Finally, Japan Showtube Club will issue the QSO cards for the correct reports on our segment of WaveScan program. We are issuing QSO card by email to the report sent by email. Our address for your email report is jswcqsl at live.jp. I repeat, jswcqsl at live.jp. We continue to issue the printed QSO card by the same system as before. Your report should be addressed to JSWC PO Box 44 Kamakura, which is K A M A K U R A, postal code 248-8691, Japan. One ILC or two US dollars for return postage will be appreciated. For this edition of DX Report, we would like to thank Mr. Yoshiaki Hayashi, Mr. Iwao Nagatani, and Mr. Chiaki Shimada for sharing the information with us. Thank you for listening, and please join us for our next edition of DX Report of Japan Showtime Club. I'm Yukiko Tsuji in Tokyo. Thank you very much, Yukiko. Your shortwave radio is tuned to the first edition of the AWRDX program WaveScan for the new year. With the double digits 2020. On this occasion, we bring you this ancient DX report for the year 1920, exactly 100 years ago. What was it that people around the world were listening to on their rather primitive radio receivers way back then? That is what we're presenting in WaveScan today. Here again is Ray Robinson. When the new year 1920 began, the world was well and truly awake after the end of the tragic and horrible events of World War I. With a new year and a new decade, there was an air of expectancy that had not been known before. Radio was the world's new baby that brought into any and almost every home information and entertainment that had never been known before. It would almost seem that the world was alive with the sound of music. The American Department of Commerce held the portfolio for radio development throughout the nation, and in their mid 1920 report to Congress, they stated that there were 6,103 licensed amateur radio operators on the air. Add to that number the long and unknown list of unlicensed radio operators throughout the country, as well as those in other countries around the world, and you have a plethora of murky signals on the newly developing radio spectrum. In addition to local and international QSO contacts, many of these radio stations were on the air also with some style of amateurish program broadcasting, usually in the form of previously recorded music tied together with spontaneous comment. The vast number of reported and unreported short term radio broadcasts during the year is beyond count. However, at this stage, these live broadcasts were all on the segments of the radio spectrum that we now call the long wave and medium wave broadcast bands, and the only propagation on short wave was harmonics from stations that were transmitting on lower frequencies. Let's take a look now at the radio scene during the year 1920, month by month, with examples of what was on and occasionally off the air. New Year's Day brought the broadcast of a new daily bulletin of news in Morse code from a wireless station at the YMCA in Denver, Colorado. It was at 10 pm on January the 1st, 1920, that Mr. W.H. Smith began the transmission of these news bulletins, which were derived from information provided by the local newspaper, the Rocky Mountain News. 
Mr. Smith constructed this amateur wireless station at the YMCA, and it was recognised as one of the best amateur stations in the United States. Also in January, a new wireless station was inaugurated at Christiana in Sweden. This new station, which was taken into service on January the 10th, was established for the purpose of communication with wireless stations in other European countries. On February the 26th, Station BS at the National Bureau of Standards in Washington, D.C. broadcast a program of recorded music. This station, BS, which was located on Connecticut Avenue Northwest in Washington, D.C., was the forerunner of the more familiar WWV, the standard time and frequency station now located at Fort Collins in Colorado. Down in Australia, Dr. Val McDowell established his amateur radio broadcasting station in suburban Brisbane, also in February. The McDowell station, 4CM, with its 500-watt Marconi transmitter from England, was one of the best amateur broadcasting stations in Australia back during that era. In March 1920, several significant wireless stations in the United States were listed with new licenses. Among these important stations were the RCA stations KET in Bolinas, California, and KIE at Kahuku on the north coast of the island of Oahu in Hawaii. Another new communication station was station WNU, Slidell Radio, at New Orleans, which was on the air for communication with the banana boats in the Caribbean. On March the 1st specifically, a navigation wireless station, NLD, was licensed for Bird Island on the Californian coastline near the Golden Gate entrance to San Francisco Bay. And a similar station, NFH, was installed on Smith Island in Washington State. Also on March 1st, 1920, station KUFP was licensed to the Bethlehem Shipbuilding Corporation in San Francisco for use on new ships during their initial sea trials. Station 9YB was licensed for experimental transmissions at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, now medium wave WBAA. And the American Army inaugurated a new communication station, WYX, at Tianjin in China. In April, Lee DeForest reopened his historic New York program broadcasting station, 2XG, with a new call sign, 6XC, at a new location on the California Theatre at the corner of Market and 4th Streets in San Francisco. In Canada... Popular singer Dorothy Lutton presented a musical concert over the pioneer radio station XWA in Montreal on May the 20th. Over in England, the Australian operatic singer Dame Nellie Melba presented an evening concert over station 2MT, the Marconi Broadcasting Station at Rittle, near Chelmsford, Essex, on June the 15th. A short series of music broadcasts from the Atlantic passenger liner RMS Victorian took place during July, and on August the 21st, the first official message was sent from the American Navy wireless station LY with its powerful 1,000 kilowatt transmitter at Lafayette near Bordeaux in France. Radio station 8MK at the Detroit News in Detroit made its first test transmission on August the 20th. Station 8MK is better known these days as the medium-wave giant WWJ, with its 50 kilowatts on 950 kilohertz. 
The Pittsburgh Gazette Times, dated September the 26th, announced the news that a new wireless station was under construction at the Westinghouse factory at East Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania. This new communication wireless station evolved into the now world-famous medium-wave broadcasting station KDKA. On October the 13th, Lionel Hook made a second public demonstration of radio broadcasting in Australia with a music broadcast from a 500-watt Marconi transmitter at his home in suburban Melbourne and using a receiver at Federal Parliament in Queen's Hall in Melbourne City. In November, AT&T announced that they were already on the air with several experimental longwave stations in New York and New Jersey, including 2XF at Cliffwood and 2XJ at Deal Beach, both in New Jersey, and also 2XB on West Street in New York. On December the 22nd, 1920, the staff at the Königswusterhausen wireless station near Berlin presented their own Christmas music programme, which is now listed as the first radio broadcast in Germany. And we might add that during the year 1920, Coastal wireless station WCC on Cape Cod was dismantled, salvaged, scrapped and abandoned. Guglielmo Marconi made several broadcasts from his radio-equipped ship, the Elettra, callsign IBDK. A multitude of radio stations in different countries were broadcasting time signals, and the usage of the new amateur QSL card was escalating throughout the world. However, in spite of all of the long-wave and medium-wave radio activity during the year 1920, we should state again that during the year 1920, Frank Conrad at his amateur station 8XK began to observe that the high-frequency harmonics of long-wave and medium-wave stations propagated much further and much better than the fundamental transmissions. And thus it was that Frank Conrad, together with a few other amateur radio operators in the United States, began to develop an interest in shortwave propagation. And that was during this same auspicious radio year, 1920. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you again, Ray. As tensions heat up in the world's hotspots, such as Eastern Europe, the Middle East, and East Asia, you can follow international events on radio, but you need an accurate and comprehensive radio guide to hear that action. Teak Publishing has released the Global Radio Guide 13th Edition for winter 2019-2020. It's an ebook by Gail Van Horn. This Amazon electronic book is your ticket to travel the global radio bands. The heart of the publication is a 24-hour station frequency guide with all the latest winter 2019-2020 schedules for AM, longwave, and shortwave stations. This unique resource lists by-hour schedules that include all language services, frequencies, and target areas for over 500 stations. There are listings of DX programs and Internet website addresses for many of the stations in the book. There are also entries for time and frequency stations. New in this 13th edition of the Global Radio Guide is an introductory article, The Software-Defined Radio, Bringing the World to Your Doorstep. It includes their first-ever SDR Buyer's Guide. Gail and Larry Van Horn have joined forces, penning an in-depth equipment review on the new AirSpy HF Plus Discovery SDR. Other authors in this edition include Richard Fisher, with a feature on WBCQ, 
and the Spectrum Monitor's Fred Waterer with a feature on winter radio programming. The propagation forecast is presented by Tomas Hood. In addition to his propagation forecast, Tomas also previews his thoughts on the new Solar Cycle 25. There are also articles on traveling the world via shortwave radio broadcasts, monitoring the shortwave action bands, their exclusive hot 1,000-plus shortwave frequency list, and new radio product announcements. The 13th edition of the Global Radio Guide eBook is an electronic book only. No print edition is available. Uh, it's available worldwide from Amazon.com and their various international websites. The price for the latest edition is $8.99 U.S. And again, you can find it on Amazon.com. Just look up Global Radio Guide. And we end this edition of WaveScan with music from Bora Bora in the South Pacific. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson. Next week, the radio scene on a volcanic island in the South Pacific. The recent tragedy on New Zealand's White Island. We'll also have information on the radio scene in Andorra. More information. And our Philippine DX report with Henry Umatai. Several QSL cards are available for WaveScan. Send your AWR and KSDA reports for WaveScan to the AWR address that we'll give you in a moment and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy or the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air. They will also verify it with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. We appreciate your reception reports, which are all QSL'd in due course. However, we do have a request. When you're sending a reception report to AWR by email, please send it to only one AWR email address without a copy to other AWR emails. The only email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSLs is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. That's Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. And the email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, apart from reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White, WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. With this music from Bora Bora, we thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week.